0: Welcome to episode 180, Toddlers in Tuxedos. Meet our mom, Kelly Hutchison. She is a life coach. She is a child counselor. She is a teacher. She's a parent coach. And she's a mom to us. She will teach you to stop yelling at your kids. She will teach you to get your kids to listen. She will teach you how to never sleep with mommy guilt again. She will teach you how to be an imperfect mom. So you can help your kids be imperfect too. And, and have, have harmony, harmony in the home. So I told you about this episode. It was post-Dr. Shafali event, which was in Atlanta, Georgia, and was absolutely amazing. She has one every single year the location is always different. She's on California, New York, and Georgia. And so next year when she announces the dates and the times and location, because she usually does it pretty early. I want all of you to go. I think that'd be so fun. We could have like a little reunion there, like a little Harmony in the Home podcast reunion while we are listening to the work of how to be conscious. And every time I go... I get something different out of it. Like sometimes I go to become a conscious parent. Sometimes I go to be a conscious wife, a conscious sister, a conscious daughter, a conscious friend. Because every time you go there, you're a different level of consciousness. So she kind of helps break open that shell of that ego that we all have. And we don't want to ever go away because the, the ego is there to protect us. And the ego is there, has been there to protect us during very scary times. And sometimes we have an overactive ego. And so when she said the word, we're all just toddlers and tuxedos, I added the tiaras too. That just all of a sudden, a light bulb went off for me because we do this work, but we don't understand sometimes why we're so calm with our nieces and nephews, but then we're cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs when it comes to our own two kids or three kids or 10 kids or one kid. It doesn't really make sense to us why we're so triggered and so activated. And when she said this, it just all came together and made sense because you know, I love visuals and you know, I love analogies. And then I'm getting in the elevator as I'm like writing out show notes for this in my head and getting back to my room to write down all of the notes that were in my head, just from the conference back to my room. Of like, oh, I think I'm going to do an episode called Toddlers and Tuxedos. And literally, a guy gets on the elevator and he's wearing a tuxedo. Like, what? And this event, the coolest thing about the event is that you're surrounded by other conscious people too who are on their own journey and have their own struggles. And it's all different because it might be different, but it's all the same. Because we're all just in a giant play. Our, when we think about our life, we're all just... The center stage of our play, and then everybody in our life are the actors, the supporting actors, and the cast and behind the scenes. And so, a lot of that, especially when we're born into it, we don't have any control over who's on our stage with us, who we're co starring with, who's on our backstage. But when we become a grown up, then we get to create our own stage and our own cast of players and our own cast of characters and our own backstage. And then we create those conscious and unconscious behaviors and patterns for our own children. So that's why this work is so powerful, because we can break any patterns that we didn't like and then continue the patterns that we did like and create our own center stage. But what happens is when we're younger and we're under a threat or we're in trouble or we have a perceived threat or we have an angry father, an angry mother or bipolar sister or a bipolar brother or an alcoholic family member, we don't know any different. We don't know that that's not normal. I remember when we were moving over here to where we're living now and the house was completely covered with boxes and there was boxes everywhere. The house was completely trashed because we were trying to unpack it and I couldn't believe the chaos that was around us and the kids who were like one in three when we moved here couldn't give a rat's patootie that their house looked like a bomb went off inside of it. They were just literally, I could see them, they were like kittens, just bebopping around all the mess and the chaos. And they weren't affected by it because they didn't know any different. And so our kids are the same way and we were the same way when we were younger. And so when we were younger and we had trauma, we had pain, we had stress, we got in trouble for something we didn't do or we got in trouble for something that we did do. When we made mistakes, when we messed up on the field or on the courts or the baseball diamond. Wherever it was, whenever we were under stress or trauma, the ego created itself in those moments to protect us because it said, you know what? I'm going to be here. I'm going to be here and I'm going to protect you. And so it acts as a little shield and then it became a bigger shield. And the more trauma we went through, the bigger the ego is because it's like a giant monster trying to fight off all of the villains. And so if you think back to when you were a little girl or a little boy, what did you do when you were under a threat, when the ego was Agitated, when you were in trouble, when you were under stress, when things were hot, when things were stressful. What did you do? When we go back to what we talked about last week, the fight, flight, freeze, or fawn, how did you show up in those moments? I know it's easy to, for us to see in our children what they go to. Fight, flight, freeze, or fawn. And they are exactly what they sound like. The fight is like you bowed up and you're like, oh no, I'm, t- I take no prisoners. I will get back. I will fight. I will it's either verbal, it might be physical, it might be with your behavior. The quote unquote rebellious teen. Then there's also flight. You just hide in your room and hide underneath the covers, become a powder, just go within. The frozen, where you just was like, I don't know what to do. So we did absolutely nothing. Or the fawning. Or friend, you'll hear it also called where you just became a straight A student, stay out of trouble. You saw your brother or sister being the the fighter, and you're like, "Uh uh-uh, I'm not doing any of that. No, not gonna do that. I'm gonna be the perfect child. I'm gonna get straight A's. I'm gonna stay out of everybody's way. And we're going to make everybody happy because I'm not going to be the squeaky wheel. Because you see, you saw a sibling or an uncle or an aunt having all the grease poured on them and all the stress that it was causing. So you're like, no, my needs don't matter. I'm not going to do that. Not going to be prudent. So think about how you showed up in those moments and the dynamics that happen in your family based on when you were in trouble or under stress or under trauma this really matters because that is the ego's way of showing up and saying, this is how we're going to go in protective mode. We are going to go in protective mode by becoming a powder, by hiding in our room or by becoming a people pleaser. That's how the ego showed up when we were younger. Or it might be a fighter like, uh, uh-uh, mom, dad, uncle, brother, greedy, greedy, grandpappy. No, you're not getting away with that. And so you put your fists up and your ego was like roaring so what happens is when we're younger, we develop these strategies, some healthy, some unhealthy based on the environment that we were raised in to manage the stress. So the ego becomes like a friend, like a security blanket, like a, like a, a warrior. And even if it's a complacent, compliant warrior, it's still a warrior. It might not be the loud and proud fighting warrior, but it's still a warrior. It might be a smaller playing small flying underneath the radar So this is when it gets really cool and really get tricky and really just like mind-blowing. When you are an adult and something happens in your life where your ego feels like it's under threat, where it's quote unquote triggered or our quote unquote buttons are pushed, that's when the ego is activated. And the reason why we call this toddlers and tuxedos and toddlers and tiaras is because the way that we acted when we were younger under a perceived threat is how we've trained our ego to show up during conflict, during stress, during trauma. So then the ego is agitated. The ego becomes this roaring lion or this docile little kitten. And we the ego does the same thing that the ego did when we were seven years old. This is really good information to have because in these moments... When we are thinking that we're triggered, that's when the big girl comes. That's when the big boy comes. That's when the grown-up self comes and comforts the ego and helps the ego. And the ego doesn't have to go away. The ego just has to be acknowledged. And that's why when our children have tempers, sometimes we have temper tantrums too. That's not the adult version of us. That's the little girl or little boy inside of us. That's the ego coming out. And that's why parents will say over and over and over, I don't know what happened, They just spilled their orange juice and I lost my mind. I was seeing red because that spilled orange juice could be tapping on the, you need to be perfect, mom. You need to be perfect, dad. Things need to be going my way. We want that control. We want that hit of dopamine. And when we don't have it, the little ego inside of all of us, the little tuxedo, the little kid in the tuxedo or the little girl in the tiara comes out. And that's where the ego is activated. When you know this about yourself, this is really good to know because in that pause, you can allow the trigger to happen or the button to be pushed, but you don't give in to the trigger. You don't give in to the tantrum. You don't have a tantrum with your tantruming two-year-old, and that's where you get your power back. What so many of us do, me included, is we give all the emotional power to the child or to the spouse or to the mother-in-law. Or the, to the uninvolved father and the uninvolved grandpa or the uninvolved, the uninvolved grandma. We give them all of our emotional power and we say, if they would just change, that I wouldn't have to act like I have cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Not the actual crazy. But when we lose our mind and we don't know why we're losing our mind, it's because the ego has been activated and the ego is our security blanket for so many years. So our ego is our friend. He or she keeps us out of trouble. We just want to make sure that we don't bring the ego everywhere we go. Because then he or she is activated and then we're just repeating it. And we're just like little kids in a grown up body. And so when other people, you see them losing their mind, you can kind of see their ego and how, how much fear is being agitated within them. And then you're not so affected by it. You might see your spouse and you might see their, them being in a tuxedo, the toddler in tuxedo or the toddler in the tiara. And then we're not judging it. We just can see it so clearly in other people that it's like, oh, that's what I look like when I'm having an adult tantrum. Or that's what I look like when my ego's agitated. It's just about something different. But of course I get that. I see that in something, someone else. And when you can see it in someone else, then you can see it in yourself. It's much easier to see it in other people. Because that's when we get all judgy-wudgy and we're like, oh, can you believe she's acting like that? Can you believe he's acting like that? But how do we show up like that just with different characters in our play? And you'll notice that when your child does the fight flight freezer fawn, the one that is kind of like similar to your, the way your ego shows up, that's usually when you're most triggered because it's two fighters at the same time, or it's two freezers at the same time. And that's like oil and water. So that's why different children will trigger or quote unquote push buttons in different ways. And it has nothing to do with the child. The child just being the child. And he or she is creating their own ego and their own defense mechanisms. So when you know this, awareness is key. And then you can kind of be curious and not so furious. And then you will notice over time you're not so activated because the grown up self is here showing up and not the little girl and not the little boy self showing up. Because the little girl, the little boy still lives inside of all of us. That's a good thing. We don't ever want to demolish her or him and get rid of them. We want to acknowledge them and honor them. And also at the same time, parent them in the way that we needed when we were younger. So it's a reparenting process. And our children and our spouse and our most vulnerable relationships are the ones that are going to touch and tap on the ego and poke it a little bit. And we want that to happen because if that wasn't happening, Then we're not growing and evolving. And then we're not so mad that it's happening and think this shouldn't be happening. I need to get a divorce. I need a different child. I need a different temperament of a child. I should have had one. I should have had two. I should have had four kids. I should have had a sibling. I should have had girls. I should have had boys. Then we play and we argue with reality and we think that our cast of characters should be different. When we just show up differently and especially with our kids, they reflect that back to us because again, they don't know any different. So yelling and screaming, if that's how we manage stress, then that's what they're going to, if we teach them that by doing it, then that's what they're going to do. If we're cool, calm, and collected, then that's what they're going to do when things get stressful for them. So this is super empowering work and you get a lot of your power back and a lot of your control and you're a control enthusiasts like me, then it's a win-win because the calmer we are as parents, the more we can model that for our children. The less our egos are activated, our grown up self shows up and parents ourselves in a way that we needed when we were younger and kind of calms and puts the fire out on the ego, and he or she isn't so activated. And in turn, we teach those strategies to our children. In the end, we'll have more harmony in the home. I love you guys, and I'll talk to you next week. Bye bye. Hey, mamas, thanks for listening. If you had any ahas, clicks, or those lightning bolt moments while listening, you have to check out my free parenting boot camp, where we take all of this to the next level and we try to create even more awakenings for ourselves so that we can connect more with our kids and never yell at them again. You can sign up at www.coachingkelly.com. And if you really wanna fill up my love cup, send me an email of what your aha was, what your click was, what was that lightning bolt moment while you were listening. I want nothing more in life than for you to have harmony in your home and to learn how to be an imperfect mom like me, which allows your kids to be imperfect too, each and every day. Thanks for listening.